Hey y'all, I'm Janelle Yarbrough and welcome to Bloggers and Friends. This is your podcast for discussions around relevant topics and experiences that resonate with the culture. For those of you who roll with me, you know we talk a lot about embracing the possibility of change. We'll continue to touch on that and lots more. Sound good? Word. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back for another episode of Bloggers and Friends Podcast. Y'all, can you believe that we are 10 episodes in? It's crazy to think I only started this in March. Man, how time flies, right? Shout out to my new listeners, some of the same states, but lots of new cities. Naming states was easier because it was all encompassing. But going through the list of the cities would be way too long. Maybe one day. (laughs) Shoot, some of these cities have me putting my little Google fingers to work now. (laughs) But know that I see all of you and I appreciate you tuning in and spending this time with me. As usual, I'm grateful, y'all. This is a dual holiday weekend. My intentions were to just do a simple, heartfelt, verbal Father's Day card in an episode, so to speak. (laughs) And I still plan to do a little something, but with all of the newfound outside of the community interest in Juneteenth, I felt moved to speak to and acknowledge a few things as it relates to fatherhood. Now, I know, I know, sounds off, but remember the episode that I did a couple weeks back called The Naomi Effect, where I discussed three seemingly different topics and connected the core of them all by calling out the common action or demonstration within each of them. The resounding theme of them all, well, this will be similar to that. (laughs) So in true Janelle fashion... I'm going to take y'all on the scenic route again. (laughs) Y'all down to do a little sightseeing? Word. Let's go. (laughs) Like a lot of folks from my generation, my father was in the military. He served in the United States Marine Corps, which landed him smack dab in the fields of Vietnam. Oh, shit. I will spare you all my opinion of war and whether or not war is ever just. But I want to talk a bit about what serving meant to my father and what I imagine it to have meant for a lot of black men in those days and prior. Serving felt like an honor, a duty, a demonstration of dignity and pride, a key to a better future with college being paid for and assistance with home ownership. And the hope that others, y'all know the others, would consider their service, sacrifice, and commitment to this country as a means to earn their respect and acceptance as valued Americans. (laughs) Why y'all laughing? (laughs) They were doing their part to fight for the freedoms this country represented and promised. Promised, I said. My father would come to know all too well how that hope was more of a dream uh, that unfortunately would not be the reality. My father essentially lost his life in Vietnam. 
yeah, he returned from the war. But who in the hell could ever return from something so evil and gruesome and still be alive? My father would spend the rest of his life trapped and shackled to the tortuous memories and experiences. He lived in a guarded fog that he covered with humor. He had survivor's guilt, nightmares, voices in his head. He even struggled with his belief in God given what he had witnessed, been through, and lost. He returned to a world that was very different than what he had hoped. He was no more accepted as an American than he was as a man, than he was as a human. I believe, and this is just my opinion, y'all, his generous heart, his desire to always help others, was fueled by his longing to have and create goodness in his life and to earn, in some way, forgiveness. I believe that he was scared to bond with others because he was scared to be seen and to love and to lose again. He spent a lot of time at the VA. This was where he found comfort. What these men and women experienced, only they can fully understand one another and truly relate. There is an unspoken language. They could literally be sitting in silence, and that in itself was conversation and connection. Just being with each other. They all understood one another. This is where he found safety, peace, and intimacy. This is where he felt at home. I went through life wanting that connection with my father. He had it in him to be good to others. He was an awesome neighbor. He was a dedicated football coach. He was a lot of things for a lot of people, but he could not make the full connection to his children. If you asked all of us, his children, we would all speak to a different type of relationship with him. We all have stories about how his laughter was so contagious, how he would laugh so hard he cried, like literally. <laughs> his big old smile with his tight little eyes. I got them same eyes. But then some <laughs> of us can speak to experiencing the pain of his trauma projected and inflicted upon us. My relationship with my father had ups and downs. I found ways to be around him. As a teen, I took the relationship somewhat out of his control. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I would call him to talk to him even though he didn't have much to say. But he answered, though. I would have <laughs> him come pick me up and give me rides when I wanted him to. There was usually someone else who could do it, but I wanted him to do it. <laughs> I forced him into my life in a way that he couldn't refuse. Is this what a child should have to do? No. But I remember as a kid feeling like I deserved a dad and probably felt as though forcing him to show up filled that void. We didn't have an intimate relationship, nor was it a friendship. It was more of an understanding, enough to where I considered myself a daddy's girl, not Quite sure how he earned that favor, but in a weird way, I think he needed it, and I think it's evident that I needed it. He and I had an abstract connection. I was scrolling this morning, and I came across this clip from another podcaster that talked about 
father versus dad, they felt as though, at least from what I got from the clip, that anyone could be a father, but a dad is what kids long for. I actually think total opposite. Not saying they were wrong, just a difference of perspective and opinion. I think that being a dad is simply contributing to the creation of a human. The end. (laughs) But a father is defined by the act of fathering. Again, my opinion. Parenting, leading, teaching, nurturing, developing, growing, loving on, and protecting. By my own definition of fatherhood, my father would not have qualified. (laughs) But the way life is set up, y'all, I learned that it's never too late. My father would eventually be diagnosed with lung cancer. He wasn't a smoker. Uh, The cancer was ruled as a side effect of the Agent Orange that was used by the U.S. in the Vietnam War. Ain't that nothing. When he shared the news with us, his prognosis was three months to live. I was shocked and hurt, to say the least. I, in that moment, felt so guilty because I had spent the past year being mad and petty with him over something stupid and insignificant. Translation, my feelings was hurt. (laughs) No, seriously, my feelings were hurt and I wanted to punish him for it. I pouted. For a year, y'all. Ooh, child. I felt guilty and ashamed. As you should. He would spend the next months preparing. He did not want to be a burden to his children in his passing, so he planned as much as he could. He wanted to get those of us who were still eligible for his VA benefits set up so that we didn't have to struggle with it in his absence. He talked things out with my sister and walked her through his wishes. In his final month, which was the third month from him sharing the news, he didn't much get out of bed. He was still able to be at home, but was tired and weak and unable to do much. I went to his house one night as I was going to switch cars with him so that I could drive up to Seattle to see my sister. He had the newer car. (laughs) I recall the way he looked at me. It was different. It was endearing. It was loving. It was intimate. And he said, you are so beautiful. I was taken back, y'all. I had never heard these words from my father, nor had I ever seen that look in his eyes. He, in that moment, saw me. He, in that moment, acknowledged his feelings. He, in that moment, saw me as his little girl that he was now brave enough to love out loud. He allowed me to see him. He let me in for the first time in our lives. It felt like I had waited my whole life, shoot, our whole relationship for that specific moment. It was in that very moment that I came to know a higher level of forgiveness. It was in that moment where I accepted this incredible gift that God saw me fit to receive that would give me the additional tools to heal. 
Soon after, daddy was moved to hospice. We, his children, took shifts being with him so that he wouldn't be alone. It came to the point where his comfort was priority, which meant he could hear but couldn't consistently speak. My sister asked him if it would be okay if she brought a pastor in to pray over him. To my surprise, he said yes. The pastor arrived, and as they prayed, my dad began crying. Y'all, I can't even... Man, this was the first time that I ever saw him cry and the first time that I ever saw him scared. The God that he tried so hard to be mad at all of those years never left his side and was the same God that he turned to when he needed courage and comfort. Man, ironically, I was the one in the room with him when he took his last breath. I crawled in the bed with him when they got him cleaned up and I just laid with him, hugging him and crying. I needed that moment. I needed to be able to lay there with him, to cry with him, to hold him. I needed that. I knew that he was gone As much as I didn't want that to be the reality, I knew and accepted that it was. I kissed him over and over and over again, and then I said goodbye. What I recognized was the gift that was given to me in the passing of my father. If you didn't catch them along the way, let me pluck them and grab the highlighter for you now. (laughs) Just knowing that he was passing gave us the gift of intention as it relates to the mending of our relationship. The moment of healing and forgiving, him telling me that I was beautiful, him seeing me resounded louder than the screams of the emotional scars that I had carried with me throughout my life. I learned the importance and the value of forgiveness, not for the other person, but for myself. I learned a deeper level of empathy. I will not make excuses or accept some of the things that we experienced as children, but I have a compassionate understanding uh, of the complicated and trauma-filled mind that he was trapped in. And time. Man, I was given the gift of time. It may not have been what I wanted. I selfishly wanted more, right? But it was enough and it was right on time per usual. These are the gifts that my father gave me. More valuable than he and even I could have imagined. He and I both were freed in those final weeks from our bondage and trauma as I forgave him, and I truly believe that he forgave himself. I hope that when he finally saw me, he saw all of the best parts of himself. He taught me humor. Lord, that man loved to joke and laugh. (laughs) He taught me the beauty of a smile, y'all. He always bragged about dying with his own teeth. (laughs) 
was serious. His floss game was tough. (laughs) He taught me about being a good neighbor and helping those in need. He taught me to always be curious and to question everything. He taught me about imagination and believing in the possibilities, even when they seem too far out there. Those who knew him know. (laughs) He taught me the difference between living and being alive. And he taught me the importance of loving hard and fearlessly. So how does any of this have anything to do with Juneteenth? (laughs) Patience, grasshopper. I said the scenic route. (laughs) I'm really still asking how the hell we got here with the whole Juneteenth combo. I mean, black folks have celebrated this for years. So forgive me if I'm not hyped on the Johnny come lately corporations and the federal government who are deciding to acknowledge the significance of this day. Truth is, we didn't need you to. I think this is a smokescreen for others to be able to distance themselves from the accusations of being racist. I think it's a deflection for others from failing to pass important and mandated legislation that would ensure that we have our basic human and civil rights protected. I was robbed of a father because of an unjust war. My father Fought for this country, expecting his rights and his freedoms when he returned. He received neither. He did everything but beg for his veterans benefits. And he was confined to a mental prison, leaving him zero capacity to be a normal human being, let alone a father. That's real. From wars overseas to wars on our own soil. The war on drugs to the war on poverty, the war on education to the war on systemic racism. We were not supposed to be here as healthy families. But despite the many ways with which they have broken up our families, historically and present day, we continue to rise. Black and brown men have the highest levels engagement in their children's lives. Google it. Do not drink the Kool-Aid, (laughs) y'all. Do not buy the narrative. My father showed up in the best way that he knew how. Was it enough as a kid? No, but it was all that he had. Does that make it right? No. To dive into this is when we would need to roll back all the layers right down to mental health care, which we don't have time for today. (laughs) So, yeah, that's it. With the celebration of Juneteenth approaching, I still have to ask, what's free? Thanks, (laughs) Jay-Z. We have to continue to build community around strengthening and maintaining family units and co-parenting family units. We have to seek the knowledge and the resources to heal, educate ourselves, and to provide. We have to keep making a fuss. Every time we get some weak ass attempt to distract us from removing the barriers on the roads that lead to freedom. Say it. My father did not experience freedom until he was on his deathbed. Do y'all hear me? He did not experience freedom until he was on his deathbed. Think about that and let that be a lesson to us all. 
Shout out to all of the incredible fathers who are showing up and leading their children. Shout out to community fathers who have stepped in to demonstrate and be a father to those who are without. Shout out to uncles and grandfathers who are called to fill the role. We are stronger because of you. All facts. I'm going to speak specifically to black men in this second. Everyone else can have a seat. I see you. We see you. We love you. And we thank you. You are not the narrative that the world has been sold and told. Baby, listen. You are excellent. Okay. You are strength. Say it. You are love. Come on. You are understanding. Yes. You are kindness. Tell them. You are vulnerable. And what else? You are a gift. Yes. Thank you for all that you do. And I promise that I will do my part in changing the overall narrative. I love you. We love you. Thank you. Happy Father's Day, y'all. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you are notified when a new episode is posted. You can stay connected between podcasts by following us on Instagram at fear.not.the.journey. You can also join our page on Facebook at Fear Not The Journey, or you can subscribe to our website and blog by visiting www.fearnotthejourney.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode, and until next time, be well.